writers, welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And today we are interviewing author Britt K.S. I'm so excited to have Britt here. Britt is one of my oldest clients. She's one of my favorite writers. Her books are amazing. Um, And I'm just so excited to have her here to chat with Rachel and I um, about her writing journey and, um, and her upcoming book. So, yes. Britt, do you wanna do you wanna introduce yourself to everyone and tell folks who you are and what you write? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Britt KS, and I'm a fantasy romance author with an upcoming book. It comes out on March 5th, so one week from today of this recording, and it's called Race Hell. It is the first book in the 11th Hour series, and it's about Two unlikely allies working together to uncover centuries-old secrets that have the power to undo peace. But sometimes to keep the peace, you gotta raise some hell. So love it. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Is that like well, that time? pretty much? Obviously, that wasn't rehearsed or anything. That was just, <laughs> just came up with that on the fly. That, that I was, was totally. It'd be, I was doing that too. It's so hard to like when someone's like, "What's your book about?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm like, uh, "Yeah, buy it, no, and find I, out." <laughs> buy it. It's really good. It's uh, yeah, it's a book. Everyone's like, <laughs> "It's a book. It's a <laughs> real it? book. It's a real book. It's uh, 490 pages of real." book yes I'm so excited. yeah you were sending me videos of like when you unpacked that those first physical copies like what did that feel like uh surreal it's like a moment that you've been dreaming of your entire life and then to have it finally happen is indescribable like the a roller coaster of emotions that I have felt throughout this entire journey has been a lot but seeing and holding my book for the first time it made me cry, like, to be yeah. completely honest. Like, yeah. it, there's nothing like it. Like, I poured so much into this book, and then to be able to hold it in real life, it's just, it's the best, it's one of the best feelings that I've ever had, aside from, you know, my wedding and all that stuff, right? The things that you're supposed to say, but my book baby is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to hold my baby for the first time and it was just magical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been working on this book for a while because it was the book you learned how to write with, which I think is huge. It was. Yes. Um, I was going over the timeline and I think it was from start to finish. It's been like four years. So yeah, <laughs> which is that. actually time. really fast. Yeah. Okay. I was like, dang, I am a really slow, slow on this process. But I guess when you think about it, it's not, but I really did start from scratch. Like I had an idea and I tried to write and realized that I was writing rambles on a page and then found you guys and like, (laughs) help me, help me create a story. I have this idea and I want it to be real and you help make it real. And yes, it's taken me a minute, but I'm very proud of the end result. Like I couldn't have done it without you. So Thanks. I love it. Oh, it was <laughs> gosh, my pleasure. It has been what so a journey. Funny. Yeah. It has been. It's definitely a journey. It's been oh gosh, it's been so fun. Um, I love working on your book because it's just it's such a fun book. Like your world building and your characters. I think your characters are some of my favorites. Like they're all just so vivid and distinct and different. Aww. You have a huge cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <bigger>. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're like, can we weed whack some of these people? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> my but darling. it like, doesn't even matter because like as soon as you meet them on the page, you remember them because they're so distinct. Um, so one of the things I wanted to kind of chat with you about is like, how do you come up with such like vivid world building and characters and like all the pieces of your story, right? Because we work together on how do we make all those things work <laughs> in the book yes. and like writing the book and all those things. But I mean, the mm. ideas are yours, right? Um, and so I'm yeah. so like, you are one of the most like prolific, you and Rachel both are just like <laughs> ideas everywhere. Oh gosh. <laughs> and I'm over here like, the sorry, but where are my ideas? Um, but I feel like people, <laughs> people have, like, there are some people who just like are just love to come up with ideas and I know you're one of those people mm -hmm. and so like where do you draw your inspiration like how do you come up with stuff and I know it's a mystical so process I, so it's allowed to be mystical it, it doesn't have to be like step by step <laughs> there is no step by step in my world I have a very overactive imagination it's been this way my entire life and I am not someone that even though I am a plotter I am also not a rule follower. Like there is ideas coming from everywhere. And you can ask any of my teachers growing up, especially my math teachers who were like, I want to see, here's the, text, the work, here's show me the, the scratch work. paper, show me the work. And it was all over the place. <laughs> and my mom, the amount of times that she got called in and they're like, Brit does not follow the rules. And we don't understand why she can't line her like math problems up so we can see the beginning to the end. And my mom's like, did she get the answer right? And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> and they're, she's like, then what's the problem? And they're like, we want her to be regimented. And she's she must like, conform. Yes. And my mom's like, stop trying to change my daughter. And <laughs> I love her. Like, <laughs> and I think it's, yes, like she's always been my biggest cheerleader. And I think it's stayed with me. Like she's kept this imagination going by not yeah. having me conform in any way, shape or form. And it's like a well in here. Like I have been collecting little bits and pieces of what I've like put into this novel from a very young age. Like there are things in here that I think I have been thinking about from the first time I've watched certain TV shows mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. first, like first many, many, many first. And I, I'm rambling, so let me know if I'm going off course. But anyway, no, I great. come up with my ideas from anything and everywhere. Like I'm extremely for this book in particular, I'm a very I was very interested in learning more about the constitutional monarchy. And I drew a lot of inspiration from the British royal family. Not people in particular, but politics and how those things work and just how these people's lives are broadcast into the so that we can like read about them and learn about them and how they are not fairy tales. These things are real and everything mm -hmm. that they do has consequences. So that was a huge inspiration, like, but like red, like little light bulb moment. Um, I'm also a really big fan of sci-fi. Like I love mm -hmm. star Wars and George Lu Lucas's imagination from the first time I saw those movies as a kid where it's so inspiring to me like his imagination inspires my imagination so another light bulb moment of that series also has a ton of politics I don't know if you're seeing where I'm getting at I draw <laughs> so much inspiration from the world around us and then I put them all together and then I weave in like magic that 
I don't know. Like I'm all over the place. I don't even think I'm telling you like exactly what it is, but (laughs) my world building process is very unique to me because my brain short circuits on a regular basis. And I could have a that so raven moment of talking to you and then some things come up. I have to quickly write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's it. I don't know. I might have to on that question because <laughs> no, it's everywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. That was that was super straightforward. I mean, so the yeah. other place that I know that you draw a lot of inspiration is from like tarot and stuff. Yes. Right. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I even name some of my characters and base them off tarot cards, which you'll see when you read the book. But tarot is a huge inspiration to me. I love the cards. And it played a role in creating my magic system as well, at least the four suits. You know, there's pentacles, cups, swords, um, and wands, and they stand for the elements. So swords is like air, and it also ties into the emotions. And I wanted that to be Mm. part of the magic system in my book. So even though I used character archetypes from the major arcana, which are like, you know, the, the big cards, like the lover's cards, death card, empress, um, things like that. Those were played into archetypes and creating the characters, but the mm-hmm. actual magic system was based on suit of elements. So it's an elemental magic system. There's earth, fire, water, air, and spirit or ether. And so the five factions are what every single person within this world has one. So I guess you could say it's kind of like, you know, like if you could draw it to a pop culture reference, like Avatar, the last airbender, yeah. they yeah. are element. I would say like that would be kind of an elemental magic system, even though they don't, they don't consider bending magic. Um, yeah. But that would be the closest thing I think that's happening right now. That would be a similar story structure of a magic world that I did. But yeah, tarot played a huge role in it and I'm obsessed just with tarot and all occult things. So that was part of the, I guess we could go back. That was part of the world building process is that I love the occult. I love witches. I love the idea of vampires. I am a huge fantasy nerd. And I knew always, always, always that I was going to write a fantasy. Even though my world is urban world, it's a second world urban fantasy. I had to be able to know how the plumbing worked. That was a huge part of it. (laughs) But also be able to make it magical at the same exact time. Yeah. So it was both. It was both. But yeah, that's I love tarot. I could read my your cards for you sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had you do that. I totally should. (laughs) No, yeah. Gonna be like, here we are. This is gonna be the energy of today's conversation on our meeting. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah, this is awesome for me because I have only read <laughs> very specific few excerpts of yeah. your book throughout the yes. like your journey with Emily. So I'm hearing you talk about it, and I obviously have it pre-ordered. But I'm like, can't oh, wait! Thanks. This is like super exciting because <laughs> all of this is pretty new to me. I haven't seen the greater yeah. world. I've just seen like those lasered in focused excerpts. The world is yeah. extremely complex. <laughs> It's also a reason why I made it an urban world. Because like I said, I couldn't, yeah. if once you read it, you'll understand, you'll be like, there's a huge cast of characters. There's a magic system. Underlying the magic system is also a political system that I had no business writing about because what the <laughs> hell. Um, <laughs> and then if I had to create like a gas lamp fantasy setting, 
it would have been game over. You all would have given up on me. You would have opened it up page one and been like, what is going on in this girl's head? I feel like she doesn't even know. But yeah, no, it's, it's, there, there are so many layers in this book. And I think it's, I want you, I can't wait for you to read it. Cause then you'll be able to tell me and be like, she's nuts, but. She's, but it works. She's got something going she on up does. there that we kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, what I love is it, it is it's so complex and rich and like deep, like the world. But the the story itself is like mm-hmm. pretty straightforward. Like it's it moves like it's so plotty and pacey. Yeah. And there's like you're deep in the characters. Like it's not it's not one of those books that's like, here's the world like overdump or like overload <laughs> info dump overload. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's all very woven together. Um, And I yeah, the urban. The elemental aspects with the urban stuff is just so fun. Um, so fun to Thanks. read. I can't wait for everybody else to read it. I'm like. <laughs> I can't either. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I've had a pretty good feedback so far from um, advanced copy readers. And then I just sent out, I'm doing a review tour with MTMC, which stands for Meet the Main Character, if you're not familiar with that. Um, and I had to send out physical books for that. So people are starting to like read it and leave reviews and the world building is something that people keep coming back to me about, which is weird because I just created this world and I was like, no one's going to understand anything about it. And then to have people reach out and be like, that was so fascinating. And like, you did it in a way that wasn't info dumpy or this or that. I'm like, wow, I'm so thank you. Like, I'm so honored that you understood what I was trying to say and my vision. And yeah, it's complicated, but. I hoped that it wasn't too complicated. Like there's magic in this within this world, but it's not the main focus. So like everything is like, I think it's very palatable, like the way that I yeah. made it. And I have more books that I want to write. So I'm hoping to be able to leave a couple threads open that I'm going to explore in future books too. So not everything needs to have an answer, but everything needs to have, you know, needs to be tied together with like a little, a loose bow at the end of this. So yeah. I can just keep tightening and tightening and tightening. It, so <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Have started your book two though. Can yes. You, book twos are like notorious for being a kind of difficult sometimes. And then also like mm. just different, right? Especially when it's your, the second book you've ever written and which for you it is. Um, and so I'm curious, how has your process changed between writing book one and how you're approaching book two? I would say that my process has significantly evolved. I In book one, I used to be really nervous to share anything until I thought it was perfect. I thought that any sort of scene that I have written needed to be flawless or close to it before I sent it out for anyone to look at, mostly because I didn't really realize the how invaluable the feedback process could be. And I was mm. scared of that feedback. And I wanted to be told from the get-go that it was great or it was perfect or it was close to perfect as I could get it without having to put a bunch of blood, sweat, and tears into my work. And as I started writing Raise Hell and as I got closer to completing Raise Hell and I got feedback from people and implemented that feedback and now I have a finished book with feedback from other people inside of it, I realized just like how much I needed that process in order to write the book that I have written. And I think Mm -hmm. starting the sequel, I am less interested in writing a flawless scene or I'm less interested in it being 
considered what I think is perfect before I share it with some, with people. So I am sitting down and I am just writing and I am trying to, yes, I'm not free writing. Let me just pause and let you all know. <laughs> I still am a plotter. I have a full on outline. I have full on <laughs> scene summaries. So my version of free writing is still adhering to this <laughs> outline that I have made. It's not like I'm just sitting down at the computer and completely pantsing because I might have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) However, it's the closest that I could get to pantsing as possible because as I'm writing it, I'm just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And once I finish, I'm writing act one as of right now as a collective and I'm sharing with you and I'm sharing it with my critique partner and I'm going to get feedback from both of you and see what you think. Like, and it's not going to have much changed from how I'm writing it right now to the finished process, which is extremely different because in book one, when I would share it with my critique partner, I would t- she'd be like, where are your scene summaries? Where are your chapters? And I was like, it's not ready for you yet. Like, I'm not <laughs> pretty. I have to like imbue it with more personality. It needs to look good. Like, I can't have you asking me tons of questions because I need it. Like, I need you to see the big picture the way that I see it. So I'm going to try to work on it as long and as hard as possible. And then I'm going to share it with you. And then like five weeks later, she's like, it's been five weeks. I don't even remember what happened <laughs> in this previous scene. I'm like, oh, dang. So now I'm trying to just relax, go with the flow, trust the process and trust the feedback process. Because like I said, it's invaluable. Like when I had re- readers read it and I have my beta readers and I have you guys reading my stuff, every time that you send send something back to me, yes, I die a little inside. Because <laughs> <laughs> back but in also... It does. It's so hard and it doesn't ever get easier, but I know it will make me a stronger writer. And so Mm -hmm. I just know that whatever I write for this next book, it's going to change and I'm going to receive feedback no matter what. Even I could try to write the most beautiful award-winning draft. It's not going to be beautiful and it's not going to be (laughs) award-winning and I just have to be okay with that and then just just write or else I'm never going to finish. Four more years will go by and I will still be writing the sequel and everyone who has read Race Hell (laughs) is going to give up on me because I'm going to be like... This book, I'm not the next George R. R. Martin. Like I, George yeah. R. R. Martin, I can't wait. It's so long between books that I, I want to write. Like I want to get it out there, and it brings me so much joy. So I'm just trying to, to just go with it. Just yeah. give up on this idea of perfectionism. Give up on this idea that I need to meet readers' expectations and just write the book that I want to write. Even though book two is extremely challenging as of now, and <laughs> just gonna be okay with it. So that's that's it. I'm just going to be okay with it because things will change. Things will. I, I'm adaptable. I'm trying to be adaptable. Yes. I'm. Um. You know. Yeah. I'm a water sign. I like going with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really freeing when you have like proof in your hands that by asking yeah. for feedback and like going through revisions that your book got better. There's like something really yeah. free. I feel like it's really hard when you're. For me, at least when I was first starting out, it was really hard to like understand that like it was it was going to go through those those phases and those processes and like get in and change and iterate over time. And like once you have that proof, like race hell is proof that when you get feedback, a book gets so incredible. Um, And when you revise and iterate and stuff and it's just freeing. Mm -hmm. Like I I just love how like 
oh, relaxed and, and free you seem just saying that. Um, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I don't feel very relaxed, but <laughs> outwardly I'm, I'm projecting, which is great. I'm like, yeah, I'd played by like meditation music before coming on here. I'm like, oming, like just put an outward appearance that you know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about. Cause inside I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, no, that's false. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. I am faking it till I make it. Yeah, I'm marketing my own book. I had no idea yeah. anything about the entrepreneurial side of it. writing. You are killing Thank it. You. We were I'm DMing and I'm like, it. I'm going to steal all your ideas. <laughs> yes. Oh, I told Ian, my husband, that. And I was like, Ian, she wants to use my real idea. And I, was totally like, I feel so cool. And I was like, <laughs> it had 50 views, but she wants to use it. No. <laughs> No, I felt good about it. I work hard, you know, like self-publishing is no joke. And I'm very happy with my decision to self-publish. However, you take on all the responsibility. You are writing the book. You are marketing the book. You're writing a sequel. You are then having to go back and be like, oh, what's the next part of turning book one into what an audio book or whatever you want to do with it. You're doing podcasts. You're, you're doing all the things you are a one woman show and it sometimes really shows. So when someone tells you that they enjoy what you're doing or they want to use something that you created, it feels really freaking good because it's, it's hard work and we're just gambling every day. I'm throwing out things out into the world and being like, I hope this works. I have no idea. Sometimes I get really lucky and sometimes I don't. But I think so far I've been very proud of what I've done for Raise Hell. And I really think readers are going to enjoy this book. And I also have learned so much about publishing industry. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I had stuck to my original plan of traditional publishing. Not that I couldn't have learned but I think I need, I'm a very visual learner. I needed to do the hands-on process. And this mm. is the most hands-on I think I can ever get is yeah. doing it all by myself. <laughs> and I'm doing it. It's it's happening. It's yeah, next it's week. I'm going to have happening. a book out there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's crazy. no turning back now. Yeah, <laughs> Unless it's... I want Amazon to punish me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> can't do another pre-order for a year. If, I think you get yeah, one yeah, they're like, what do you mean you want to cancel? I'm like, like oh, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> you have to be uh, very sure. You have to be very sure when you put your book on it. Amazon because there's no, there's not really any going back. So, yeah, so, there's, that's crazy. Really I little. I really yeah. understood that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think you get like one, you get like one grace. If you put a book up for pre-order and you have to push back the release date, I think you get one time to do that. And then wow. if you push it back after that, they don't mm-hmm. let you do any pre-orders for a full year. Wow. Yeah. That's it's crazy. crazy. They also, I don't know if it's the first time if you change it, but they also refund all of your pre-orders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is a bummer. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. They have so to buy them well, again. Yeah. So let's dig, let's dig into that a little bit more. Cause I, mm. I know that when you, when we first started working on race hall together, you weren't quite sure which route you were going to take for yeah. publishing it. And so can yeah. you talk to us a little bit about like, how did you decide on self publishing and what were, I know that there's like a 
billion different pieces of what that looks like once you decide to do it. Yes. But like, how did you mm-hmm. first get started? Because it's, I know that a lot of people come to us and they're like, oof, like I'm thinking about self-publishing, but it just feels so big. Like, where do you even start? Yeah. And so I'd love to hear just kind of how you came to that decision and, and mm-hmm. what you did first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, I do not follow any sort of regime. So if you're coming to me being like, give me your timeline. <laughs> this is the wrong way, but this is my way. Um, so when I first came to you and I was writing, I thought that I wanted to do traditional publishing and I still would love one day to be a hybrid author. I think that would be amazing. But as I continued writing and as the story grew, I just felt very attached to it and also attached to no longer attached to the outcome of being a traditionally published author. Like I mm-hmm. thought it was a mark of prestige and validation getting my book traditionally published that if an agent and a publisher decided to take me on, like that meant that I was a good writer. That meant that my story was worth something. And I think it is a huge check mark to be like, yes, that is true because I it is like someone picking you up and saying, we want to publish your book is validating you as an author. It is telling you that you wrote something that is marketable that people want to read and they think people want to read. But as I got closer to finishing Raise Hell, I didn't want to have that external validation from somebody else. I mm. wanted to validate it myself. And mm. I had worked so hard on this book and I've done all of it by myself. And again, I wanted to learn the entrepreneurial side of publishing because I'm also the type of person that gets really excited with new opportunities. And if someone had come to me being like, we want to publish your book, I'd be like, amazing. They're like, we want to pay you $30. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Thank you. (laughs) Like I would never have known how to advocate for myself if I didn't go this route. And I knew that if I wanted to validate what I've done it was through myself. Like no one was going to mm-hmm. tell me that what I wrote was met some sort of industry standard. It met my standards. Like I'm putting this book out there. So obviously I feel pretty damn proud of what I wrote or else I wouldn't publish it. So yeah. I feel that self-publishing was the route for me, at least for this book. Again, one day that might change, but self-publishing is what I wanted to do. And when I finally made up my mind, that's another thing about me. When I make up my mind, it's that's it. That's done. I can't choose between two things worth anything. But when I make up my mind, it's over. Like, that's it. So when I was like, I'm going to self-publish this book. And I remember I told you, I was like, I'm self-publishing this book. The first thing I did was reach out to my cover artist. Um, her name is Warka Art or Warka Art. And she lives in Denmark. And I reached out to her <laughs> and I was like, she will never, ever work with me. And she wrote me back being like, if you give me a six month timeline, like I'll make this cover for you. I was like, that's excellent because this book is not even done. (laughs) I was just like, I was just really excited. And I reached out to her and she agreed and she made me my beautiful cover. And I'm so proud of how it looks. But I then realized that self-publishing was going to be so much fun for me because I had complete control over Mm -hmm. the creative process. If I wanted my cover to look this way, it was going to look however I wanted it to look. The interior formatting, if I wanted it to be black and blue, it would be black and blue. Like I could do whatever I want within reason because everything costs money. Just Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
But I wanted, I loved being able to showcase my creativity also in a different way. Like I show, I wrote this book, which is a huge creative feat. Like, yes, it is. But also I get to show everyone my personal style and my taste by marketing it in this way that I've been doing. I picked mm. up my cover. I picked out my interior formatting. I picked out, you know, I've been sh- like, obviously I hired my formatter as a graphic designer and she helped make graphics for this book. So I didn't make those, but everything is through my direction. Like I was like, I want them to look this certain way. I want them to be red. I want it to be this. I want it to be that. And it's all my vision. So everything that I share with you is come from my brain. Like mm-hmm. all the artwork that I have commissioned, I'm like, this is, these are like the standards of what I'm looking for. This is what the characters look like. This is this, this is that. And it's been so much fun for me because I get to do it all. Like I have complete control over this entire thing. Like this is my livelihood and I want my brand to represent me in the best way possible. So I don't know if I would have been able to have that as a tradi- as a traditionally published author. I would have had a lot more support. Yes. But I would not have been able to do all of these things and have the book turn out the exact way that I want it to look. Like, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I, that's my, no, I mean, you definitely have a lot it. more control. Yeah. And you've, yeah. you've explored like all the things, like what is, you have like spray, yeah. some with spray painted edges or something. Yes. Like I saw that on Instagram oh. and I was like, I need one. <laughs> I know. So they're coming. They should be delivered this week, but, um, one of my friends, her name is Courtney, and she owns a company. It's called Simply Painted Pages. And she's amazing because she took my book and she took 15 copies and she designed, sprayed, and stenciled the edges for me. And wow. all of those copies are meant to be PR copies. So they're going to go in PR boxes. Some of them will be kept here and I'm going to use them for whatever it is I'm going to do. And also for me, just like put it on my, my shrine of being like, I wrote this, (laughs) like, this is my book. Um, But they're going to go on PR boxes. So that's another thing that like traditionally published authors also do PR boxes. I don't know how it works with how you have to partner with your publishing house or your agent or whatever to get those out. But for me, I reached out to a handful of influencers and was like, I'm curating this box it's going to have my book in it and it's going to have some other goodies. And I wanted it to be special for me. So I asked my friend to spray paint the edges and she did, and they turned out really cool from what I've seen. Again, the box (laughs) hasn't been delivered yet, but yeah, um, they're coming. And so they're going to look, it's going to be fantastic. And I, again, just get to get to show everyone like what I've imagined in my head and make it possible and then put it out there in the world for people to enjoy. Like that brings me joy. Like seeing people, like the things that I like and it just it's makes me so happy like I love that I love I think my love language is like giving and receiving gifts and (laughs) words of and words and words of affirmation um but I love to give to show things off and like especially if it's like something that I feel really dang proud of and I feel really dang proud of this project so I went above and beyond for these PR boxes and those books are gonna look so freaking pretty so (laughs) yeah they look so pretty (laughs) um I love so it's so interesting what you said about um you know like in traditional you have more support and I think that's true in Mm -hmm. like some ways right but I also am just like it's been so fun to watch you as you've dove into this like this path of the industry like build your own support 
team. Like I feel like you have so many indie, like, can you tell us a little bit about the people who are holding you up? Because there are so many Ah, of them. And like, I just think it's a really cool example of like how self-publishing doesn't have to be like, go and get a loan. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't no you can we were talking about this i have a i have a group chat with some friends and they're all either already indie published authors or they're going to be and someone had messaged one of my friends and saying like hey like i want to talk to you about the self-publishing process and my budget is zero dollars and we're like okay it can be done like that's the thing about indie publishing like you can do it it might not look the way that you might want it to look, but it's, it can be done. Like you can publish a book for zero pennies and that's that. But the cool thing is, is like we have this chat and we have people that are asking all of these questions and we're experiencing as, as we go and we're all published or going to be, and we bounce ideas off of each other and just kind of go like you need a support system, no matter if you're just writing and your goal is to be a traditional published author, or if you're an, your goal is to be an indie published author, like you need someone to help you write, whether that is friends that you meet on the internet, um, on Instagram, whether it's, you know, reaching out and finding a coach and an editor, like someone needs to be there for you because it, you can't do this alone. Like you have no idea, like you have no idea. And there's questions that are going to arise. Like we all were just talking about Amazon, like we had, I had no idea when I went to publish my book on Amazon, the steps that it took and the guidelines that they give you. And I would never have known. And I probably would have had questions. And luckily I have people that I can reach out to that have already gone through the process be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I have questions and I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, this is how you do that. And it's so special to have people in your corner that can help support you help share your stuff because that's also really important as an indie author is having people that are willing and interested in what you've written and then they want to put on their platform and you can see like what like people are going to come and generate to you being like oh I like those tropes or I like this or I like that Mm -hmm. um but you need you need people and luckily I found people I found you guys and I found my other writing friends and I just feel so lucky to have people that I can talk to like you know writing is lonely sometimes like we're yeah. in our heads we're in our own worlds and to be able to come out of that and be able to text someone like a businessy question or a feedback question or a critique question and have them respond like and get it like that's so amazing like I'll try to talk to Ian about world building <laughs> stuff and he tries so hard oh he tries and at the end of the day I'm like I need to talk to a writer. Like, I need a writing <laughs> friend or and a like a business friend. I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, um, self-publishing. I'll be like, oh, I need to make some sort of there's lists on Amazon that you can make. And so it will ask you to put in like keywords and like things yeah. like that. And <laughs> we don't like he doesn't know. I don't know. It's like people that have gone through the process. Like I'm like, what keywords do I put in? And they're like, you can change them anytime. And I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. Like, you don't know, but like, it's like little questions like that. I'm like, what do I do here? And they're like, this is what you do. This is this, this is that. And yeah. So I have them, I have those people and I feel so proud and I'm proud of their work. They all work so hard, like Mm -hmm. so hard. I know Rachel is writing her book in indie publishing. So, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, but I had all the same questions and then I reached yeah. out to other people and was like, yep. hey, I don't understand this book binding question on yep. Amazon when you have to put in your cover for a print book. Yes. And like, what is this? How do I find out these measurements? I don't know. And getting all sorts there of- is- there's a calculator. Did you know that? No, There's I know. Yes. Amazon calculator. A- I did not know that. I found that out two weeks ago. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I had no idea. Um, yeah. And I had but a then you have to have, like, it's like, you don't know. You don't know, but it will calculate like the li- the width of your spine, but then yes. you still have to take that number and put it in a mm-hmm. picture, like the actual cover so that the cover yes. will fit the amount of pages that you have. So Amazon will, like, will help you as I do think they do their best job to help you as much as possible. Yeah. But there are lots of like little settings. Like I, when I first put the book up, I hit a setting wrong and mm-hmm. then my book didn't show up in any search results. And I was oh, no. talking to um, Amelia and yeah. I was like – I message her all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I think I think something's wrong. And she was like, yeah. oh, you hit this setting by accident. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I went and I – yep, that's the one that I had hit yep. by accident. And I changed it. And like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Now it's in the search results. That's nice. It's it's so amazing. Like if we didn't have that and we don't have Amelia, what would we do? I know. I what would her. we do? I know. <laughs> she, she, I just got her new book in the mail and she, it, come, it came beautiful. in like beautiful gold foil. And I remember I messaged so her being like, where did you go to get this? Because yeah. I know this is not Amazon and I know this is not Ingram. What is this? And she's <laughs> like, you do this website. This. And I was like, you are, you're a guru. Thank you so much. Like, <laughs> I'm so happy about this. So it's like, you know, you, you never know the things until you know, and like, it's yeah. about people. It's all trial and error, but it's asking other writers for help yeah. and not being afraid to ask other writers for help. Yeah. Like that was a big thing for me too. It's like as a newbie author and being on Instagram and I see people with like huge followings and they are, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to know how they did this. It's like you, yes, be kind and courteous and also never expect a response because you right, can't exactly. expect anyone to like, it's, it's in their wheelhouse once you put it out there, but don't be afraid to put it out there. Like, DM someone a question and most of the time you'll find that we are all just trying to figure yeah, it out. Exactly. Yeah. We I will, think someone will write you back sooner or later, hopefully. Yeah. I think I think like nine out of ten indie authors, but authors just in general, like will always yeah. help someone else. Yes. No matter like yeah. the whole attitude in at least in our community, but also mm-hmm. I think in the greater book writing community is definitely like this is really complicated. Can we it's help so each other? Yeah. 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 You know, it's so supportive. I, I just mm-hmm. love it so much. Um, yeah. So kind of on that note, so mm-hmm. you've worked with me for several years and like one-on-one coaching, but you're also a tenacious writing member. Um, I am part of, part of our tenacious writing program. So I'd love to hear mm-hmm. just like, how has the program and like the people in the program and like all of this helped yeah. you on this journey? Yes. Well, through you, I met my critique partner. Nirali has been fantastic. And she and I, she's helping me with book two. And I would never have met her if it wasn't for Tenacious Writing. It wasn't working for both of you. So that's been amazing. Linking me up with people to give me feedback and people that know how to give feedback is so important because I know with Tenacious Writers, we have an extensive feedback training program. And feedback can be, like I said, feedback is hard. 
And if yeah. you're someone like me who was scared to get feedback, so you would overextend yourself to make the best possible version of something before you shared it, like it shouldn't have to be that way. Like feedback should be something that shouldn't be super scary. And if it comes back to you and someone tells you like your work sucks, they don't know how to give feedback. Exactly. They, are not, <laughs> they shouldn't be giving feedback. Like feedback is supposed to be a give and take. And it's so important to find people that know what they're doing. And I think Tenacious Writers has been so helpful for that because that's how I found some of my beta readers for Raise mm-hmm. Hell. And they read the book. They were so eager to read the book and they were so kind and courteous with their feedback. Even if there were moments of being like, I don't understand what you're trying to do here. It was never like, you're dumb. This makes no sense. Why are you trying to publish this? I can't believe you're going to give this to a line editor in a month and this is how it looks. I'm like, oh my God. It was never like that. It was like, hey, I have these, this is my view because feedback is opinion. It's all everyone's opinion. And so you can agree with it. You can disagree with it. But everyone that I've had from tenacious writers that have given me feedback, I, I've taken all their feedback and I have implemented it into my novel. And I am so pleased with the results. Like that's amazing. And it yeah. all comes from people that A, are super interested in craft and A, B, are really interested in seeing you succeed. And I think that's Mm. something that we see in this group a lot is that we're all in different parts of our journey and we all want different things. Some of us don't even want to publish. Some of us want to publish traditionally. Some of us want to traditionally publish eight years from now. Like they don't know. Like, and someone's like, hey, maybe I do want to dip my toes in the indie pool. Like, what am I supposed to do? And, but everyone is on the same page. I think they all want to see each other succeed because we know how hard it is to be a writer and we know how vulnerable it is. And Mm -hmm. I think that is what we've cultivated in this community is people that support each other. We're writers Mm -hmm. that support other writers. And I love it. And also the resources are invaluable. Like (laughs) I, you, you have no idea how many times that I've rewatched like videos of like scene structure. I was joking with Emily like two weeks ago. I think it was the one of a scene structure. And Rachel, you said something. You're like, scene structure is like bustle memory. And I was like, it's not. It's not. I don't remember how to do this. I can't remember. And I've written a whole book and I can't remember how to write a scene. And then I go and I have the resources to remind myself how to write a scene. And I watch it again and I'm like, oh yeah, it's coming back to me, but it's all there. Like we have an archive and we can go and it's, you guys are so masterful of like how you create like an organize. Again, I am so unorganized with those types of things. <laughs> like I can find it in my own mind, but like if someone tried to come in and like see it, it's not there. But anyway, you are all very organized. And so I know if I need something, I can go on, find what I'm looking for watch what I need and then take what I've learned and apply it to my work. It's all there. So it's been fantastic. Like I can't stress it enough. Like <laughs> how much I love everything that y'all do. It's been so great. Well, we love having you. And yeah, I'm so, so excited for Raise Hell. I know. Ah! Thank you. I know. One week. Amazing. One That's week. crazy. Yeah, one week from yeah. today, isn't it? One week ah. from today. Yeah, literally. I woke up this morning and I rolled out of bed and I was like, <laughs> I'm really excited right now. Ask me a week from now. I'm going to wake up on yeah. the morning of and I'll be like, I did not sleep last night. I know. That's why I'm like, am I even going to sleep? I don't know. I probably won't even sleep. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm an extremely anxious person. If you couldn't tell by 
the way that I've uh, approached some of these answers. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about this book. Nervous and excited, but I've worked my ass off, so I think it's going to you know someone will appreciate oh, yeah. it. Oh, other people than already are. Just look exactly. at yeah. look at looking at the posts on Instagram of everybody who's read arcs and what they're saying. Like people just love it. So yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited to be out in the world. And we will put the yeah. link in the show notes if any we'll listeners want to go check it out. Tell us the actual mm-hmm. date it comes out. I mean, I know what it is, but tell us the date because yes. this is a podcast and it lives on forever. Yeah. So Brace Howl will release on March 5th, 2024. Yay. And the Hi-ho. link will be in the show notes. So wherever you are, hey. you know, pre-order it or go buy it. Yay. I know. Ooh. I swear my thoughts when they're written down are so much more streamlined than how I talk about them. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> it's usual. <laughs> I think a lot Beautiful. of writers feel that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Where does man. chaos? I say it's a chaos mindset. I have a lot going on yeah. upstairs. Yeah, know, I'd love and that. And <laughs> lots I, of fun you know, stuff. Lots of fun stuff. It's all very exciting, but it is. Yeah, sometimes I just have to tone it down just a little bit, <laughs> bring it down to the real world. Not everyone is processing the way that I'm processing. That <laughs> makes you yeah. so. Special and unique. <laughs> Thank yes, you. It does. And everyone can go check it out. Check out that brilliance in Ray's Hell. Um, no. Any last questions for Britt, Rachel? No. We let her go was, enjoy her Tuesday. This was so much yeah. fun. Just thank you so much Thanks. for your time and chatting with us. It was a blast. Yeah. Thank you for hosting me. I've never been on a podcast, so this was super exciting. And ripping off that band-aid and yeah. experiencing new things is just part of this whole process. Like I feel so honored to be here. And especially with the two of you. Like you've been such big helps in my writing journey. I can't even express that I would not be here right now if it weren't for the two of you. So I am very, very touched that you even invited me on your show. So thank you oh, <laughs> for your podcast. You. Is it a show? Is it technically I a show? <laughs> 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 I'm like, this is not, I'm like, oh, thank you for inviting me on your show. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start calling like, it no that. I can see you. Yeah, it's a show. I don't the know. The Emily and Rachel show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How to write it to make a jingle. <laughs> yeah, you'll need a jingle. Yeah. And a, like some sort of like cartoony thing. That, like, exactly. the screen, like while you talk. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't see the video, but now we're dancing. We're <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. awesome. well, thank you so much Britt it was so yeah. wonderful to chat with you today and um and yeah we will we'll link the book in the show notes and have a wonderful wonderful release week next week yes thank you all right if you want to build a successful fulfilling and sustainable writing life that works for you you've got to get on our email list sign up now to get our free email course the magic of character arcs after seven days of email magic you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night link in the show notes we'll see you there bye, bye.